Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rad. Thanks so much for being here. And I've just got to know, I mean, what's what's a must-have, a must-watch fave on your Netflix list these days? Because we are still in the throes of the stay-home vibe, this making sure that we are in our spaces. And I've got to admit, I mean, Netflix and just, you know, watching shows or movies in general has happened. It has happened for me over the last few months. So here's what I need to know. Who here has watched the show Bridgerton that came out? I mean, I want to say a couple of months ago, um, but I need to know who has watched that show because that has been blowing up the internet between loving it or hating it. And I just, who's watched it? Who here has watched it? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I'm all up in Hastings business. I'll tell you that. If you have not watched Bridgerton, my friends, pull the car over, pull up Netflix and start watching, binge it. Um, I, I know that we gave Raina very specific instructions and we were like, you need to go and watch this. Where have you gotten to, Rain? I'm only two episodes in, but I do, what's his name? Hastings? 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 Yes. Okay. See, yes. my issue is that I feel, I love the show. Don't get me wrong, but I am going to challenge it a little bit because I feel like I'm watching my teenage daughters act. It's like hard for me to relate to it. Does that make sense? So tell me why I need to watch it more and why I should love it. No, I, I agree. But, and I'm going to just piggyback on that. Like you need to kind of just get into the fairy tale aspect of it. Um, you guys know that it's created by Shonda Rhimes. So Shonda Rhimes is the same person that did Grey's Anatomy, uh, Scandal, uh, How to Get Away with Murder. She is like the queen. I think she even wrote a book called The Year of Yes. I would, I, we got to double check on this, but She's a powerhouse in the Hollywood storytelling kind of genre industry. Uh, I love that she's female and she puts together these kick-ass shows. Side note, but what is the best thing that I love is that it's a kind of a timely piece. So like, the like, can you not just, I'm watching the costumes in Bridgerton and I'm like, damn, corsets might be coming back. <laughs> and yes, the acting I agree is terrible in some parts of it. I will never, well, critique, I won't critique Hastings. Yeah, I, I don't know that it was terrible. It just feels very young. But I, I do admit when I started it, I was very like, it's fun and it's young and whatever. And then I started to kind of get bored with it until they would like say, you know, fuck or something that made me be like, oh no, this is like a big kid show. Okay, like this is actually like a big kid show. But the storyline and everything like following along, I actually really do. I've enjoyed it so far. Well, that, by the way, Ali, yes, she did write the book, um, year of yes i haven't read it yet though have you guys read that i yeah. have yes and it's amazing and it actually was something she created because of some struggles she's had with balancing a very very high powered job and motherhood and she found herself multiple times leaving the house for like work or, or an awards show or like things that she has to attend and her kids would say like mommy, can you come and play mommy can we go do this and she'd be like no 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 sorry i can't no and um, she said she started to look at her priorities and the story kind of goes that she was like, actually, this is going to be the year that I say, yes, award shows can wait. The things that are, you know, at my top of my pyramid is my family. Yes. Goose bumpies. Chills. 
Yeah. And so powerful. it started with her saying yes to her kids. And then she started to springboard it and said, well, what else could I, what else do I say no to? And it's like, you know, what the three of us have said, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And she started looking for the yeses instead of the nos. And that's where this book has come from. I would, I would highly recommend it. Thank you. I, I do love a good book recommendation, as you all know, and I'm absolutely going to check that out. I think for me, in terms of Bridgerton, I actually, I'm a little surprised because my man was ab- so into it, just the most into it. He was like, it's, Bridget- it's Bridgerton time. Like he was so excited. And I was like, wow, I was shocked to see his enjoyment and reaction. Um, but I think if anything, it made me kind of want to sit down and give it the time of day because I, I did feel amazed by the costumes. I love that aspect of it. I love the way it's a timely piece, which makes it a tiny bit different from things that we just can get you know, sucked into watching that's made for the moment. I did find it had an air of Gossip Girl. So if you've watched Gossip Girl before, I'm sure lots of our listeners have at least watched a few and you understand the premise of that show where there's, you know, a secret behind the keyboard texter given the dirt on all the local, you know, teens and the, 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 what was it? Like the creme de la creme type of kids of the crowd, like what is it? Upper East Side? That kind of thing? Like, anyway, I'm not to- totally familiar because if you haven't noticed, I didn't really love Gossip Girl. I didn't get into it to all the way through the end, um, which sounds like a sin because that means I don't necessarily know what happened to all the, the characters of Gossip Girl. But I found all this to say that Bridgerton reminded me a bit of that with the, you know, behind the paper and um, people wondering who, you know, Lady Whistledown was and all things like that. So, I think it took me kind of saying, just stick with it, just keep going. And I did watch it through the end and and sort of get into that space of, oh, I wonder what they'll do next then. You know that the voice of Lady Whistledown is Julie Andrews. So she, Julie I Andrews, do. Is, yes, I yeah, do. <laughs> and, which made me love it even more. Julie Andrews played Mary Poppins. She's in The Sound of Music. Like she's the OG actress. And so every time I hear her voice, I'm like, it's Julie Andrews. I don't know any of these people. Raina Odell, please Google Julie. I feel so like not the sound of music. Sound of music. I'm like, can I say that I don't even know if I've ever watched the Sound of Music? Like, totally. I'm gonna need to log off. I'm gonna. I need- <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to bring this up. I I don't watch a lot of TV, and I think that's where I'm struggling. Is when I do watch TV, it's like family TV, and then like Allie suggested, and maybe if anybody else has seen this, I don't know, but she's been constantly suggesting that we watch Outlander, but not with family, not with boyfriends, not with spouses, like by yourself, because Outlander needs to be watched in the privacy of your own bedroom with your laptop with dim lights and a big glass of white wine. Okay. When does that happen? Never. When does that happen? I'm telling you Outlander See, so I was going to piggyback a bit on Bridgerton. I watched Outlander first. And so Outlander is sexy, sexy, sexy. And Bridgerton was like, it was a bit of flirting. I was like, come on, stop flirting, get to it. Right. And, um, but they do get to it. I know you need to watch Outlander. I haven't seen that yet. You ruined it. (sighs) I'm just saying it's all very sexy. Raina, what if you, are you watching Bridgerton with any type of a cocktail? Because I feel that maybe up the game of like, maybe a glass of wine or a cocktail, you will overlook the acting and you'll be like, I'm just here for this, this love story, this connection. Okay. Well, 
I'll give it a shot and I will insert wine in hand before next time. We, I did start watching, have you guys seen um, Jenny and Georgia? Jenny and Georgia, yes. Yeah, I did watch. I'm not that? all the way through that, but I have seen a few episodes. What, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I don't really know yet. My therapist actually suggested I watch it. And so now I'm watching it, like picking apart, being like, okay, why did she think of me to watch this? <laughs> like, what character am I? Why was this brought up? But I started watching it with Mackenzie, actually, who's 14, which I feel like, like some parts I'm like, look away and I'll fast forward and you're not going to look at this part. But it's like TV 14 and she's like, mom, I already know about all this, but I really like it. Um, I really what like it so far, but I'm only like three episodes in. Have you guys seen, is it WandaVision? At, like everybody. Is, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Pitch me Listen. WandaVision. Listen to everybody, okay? If you are a Marvel lover or a comic reader, as I have been at certain points in my younger life, and you know these stories of any of these characters, like WandaVision is a must. Now, when you kick off with WandaVision, which is on Disney Plus, by the way, so you may or may not have this, but to me, I love- Get it. Yes, I love Marvel. I love Star Wars. So many different types of movies that I, I just enjoy that they have there. and. Anyway, WandaVision caught me off guard with episode one. It was entirely 50s sitcom inspired, black and white. Housewife is the one cooking in the kitchen vibe. And you can ask my man, he was just, he saw how livid I was. I was so angry that that was the message that white women belong in the kitchen and they cater to their men. And I was like, this is bullshit. Wanda is possibly the, I think she is the strongest Avenger. What in the fuck is she doing in the kitchen? I got so mad. <laughs> and then, I, see, I should have just trusted and believed in Marvel because, of course, at the end of that episode, they deliver an Easter egg. And then the second episode, they do the same. And as you continue to go, they just build. And it becomes to the point where I'm waiting for Fridays. I'm just waiting for Friday episode drop days because they come out once a week at this point. Um, They've just wrapped their, the finale at the moment, but, and I will not say a word about any of it because everyone and their grandmother needs to watch it right this second. Do you find that's a common thing where you have to get past like the first episode or two episodes? Because I even think of like Schitt's Creek. I started watching Schitt's Creek like five years ago, four years ago. And it was like, no, it wasn't like catching on. Right. And it would take me like months to get through the first season because it was like kind of slower episodes in the beginning and then you're like addicted to it and you've seen the whole season by the time you're not you know the whole series so I don't know I find that often though that it's like some of them are really slow starting and every time I hear an, about a new series or a show from somebody they're like get past the first episode and then it's like awesome you know yes I also am missing the days, Amanda, you just made me think about this, the days of waiting for a new episode to come out, which we don't yes. have anymore. Like what, when I grew up, you knew every Friday was this every Thursday night at 8 PM. This was, you know, like I remember 90210 was on. Oh my God. I was just going to say like the new 90210 Melrose place, anything like that. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. My besties from Vancouver and I used to get together weekly to watch So You Think You Can Dance. Oh my God, And yes. we would get together, we would order like Noodle Box or something like this, sit together, watch it and watch who got eliminated. And I think that now with Netflix, you just watch, like I can watch 20 episodes in a row for four seasons. It's like a big movie. And you miss that excitement of like, when's the next episode? What do you think is going to happen? So I love that WandaVision is kind of doing that. That's great. Well, I think what it is, is it's, maybe Disney 
Plus's policy because that's not the only show I've watched on Disney Plus and they have done it every single series. So for example, I watched, I want to say it's, oh, hold on, wait, I want to figure it out right away. But one show was um, C with um, Reyna's lover. What's his name? Jason Momoa. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Who? Ooh, Jason Momoa is a whole lot of delicious. And, and there's an entire series called C, which is a teeny tiny bit graphic. Like, I mean, it, it's definitely um, a very particular show. It follows um, humanity after hundreds of thousands of years who've evolved without sight. And so they show all the different ways that they're able to see without actually having vision and something that sort of takes place within that. And it is a great show. And of course it was weekly for that as well as- um, uh, That's on Disney Plus too? Yes. And okay. putting that on the list. Uh, what was it called? Um, well, I- Ted Lasso. I, Do you, has oh, anyone yes. seen Ted Lasso? Oh my gosh. I cried of laughter for nearly every episode of that. And it also was weekly. So. I think you're right. We we sort of forget like this this feeling of anticipation that can kind of make a show special. We've gotten used to instant gratification, and we've talked about that with social media, with swipe and buy, with Amazon Prime. It's on your doorstep. With click and it's in your hands. I mean, we we do that, and I'm not going to sit here and say I don't because I've absolutely binged watch shows. But I I think it has been special for us if we've picked a show that has had Friday releases for a brand new series that we've been like, yep, it's Friday, it's that time. So we would consciously choose our TV time, kind of like Raina said, where it's just, it's a family event. If they're gonna do shows, it's a family affair and it's a calculated date and it's maybe you're ordering in. And I, I kind of like it, I kind of like that. Can I tell you that Jason Momoa showed up at my husband's work? No, because stop yeah, it right Yes, but I'm just going to add to the sexiness because a little, we love a behind the scenes story. And a lot of actors, my, my husband does visual effects for movies. And so some actors show up and they don't say anything to anybody. Jason Momoa went around and shook the hand of everybody in that department that was working on his movie. He was doing, what was the- Aquaman. The, Aquaman. And so he went and he, <laughs> so he shook Ben's hand and kept going. And Ben was like, God. his hand- Allie was like five times the size of my hand. It, it like wrapped around. Ah! Like, I was like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. And I, I'm sweating. <laughs> so, yeah. Jason Momoa guys gets our stamp of approval. That guy is hot and kind. Yes, please sign me up. Well, I'm, I, I'm pretty we, naked. Every time, every time we go to bed, like we have our early family or not family, every, our family bedtime. And so we've been coming down and laying in bed and Chad made me watch um, Game of Thrones because I never watched the whole thing all the way through. I just finished season one last night and I'm just like, what are we going to do now though without Mr. Mamula? What now? How angry does oh, the my king make you, Joffrey? I'm going to tell you, I have never- I want to bend him over my knee and whip his little ass. I have never- oh, Why does no one do that? Oh my God. That is the only character in the history of TV that has made me physically angry. I would finish an episode, season one, I finished an episode of Game of Thrones and I would turn to my husband and be like, I need to go for a walk. I'm so angry at this character. It is next level anger. I've never watched yeah. that show. Oh ever but it's I, I don't feel that it was my jam it is his though and so he wanted to I watch think you'd the be finale. surprised 
really? I think you I think you'd be surprised. You got to be ready. Like when you take on Game of Thrones, it is it is a ride, and it literally, <laughs> figuratively and realistically, it sends you yeah. to a, a good and bad place. <laughs> man, oh man, that doesn't that sounds like an alarming roller. But it's good. Ride. You know, you were talking about the like waiting every Friday for an episode and it got me thinking because I go into like a serious depression when my series end, right? Like when we finished Shiggy Creek, I'm like, oh. what now? I know, and I watched finished, it again. Like, yeah, I, I, well, I, I've seen it probably 15 times <laughs> the entire series. But, you know, I go to like the new girl. Have you ever seen, did you ever watch new girl? Yes, yes. Like I've seen 150 times, but it got me thinking of just like, that excitement of waiting for that next episode reminded me of the like devastation and depression I fall into after the end of every series where if you're waiting every single week, it's like you just get to live in that excitement of living in that, that series. But I think binging it, you're just like, I don't know, for me, it's just like a hard crash at the end of the series. <laughs> I don't know if you guys felt this and maybe it's just me, but all last week I had high anxiety and anticipation for the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview via Oprah. I don't know if it was like hype via the internet, but I was like, girl, what's she gonna do? What are they gonna do It's with Oprah? Is this a good move? What's happening? What's the inside story? I you know, know, I didn't even know until Chad came home yesterday and was like, so did you watch it? And I'm like, what? And he's like, did you watch? And like, we pulled it up and saw everything, but it just, it's mind blowing. I didn't watch it in full yet. I've only seen snippets, which I mean, I, I will rectify, I promise I'm going to watch it because I, I do admire so deeply the way Meghan and Harry stepped away from the royal family to do things their way, especially with what it sounds like incredibly racist perspectives from the royal family that they've just been throwing on Meghan, which is disgusting, by the way. And I, I just can't, I'm proud of them. I think that you know, they did what was best for them and their family. And no, I didn't watch the whole interview. So I definitely can't wait to dig in and see what exactly they say. But I mean, it sounds like they did what was best for their mental well-being, for their little ones and for their health of their relationship as well. And I, I absolutely salute that because that's a big move and it's, you know, not been done. And as much as I loved Megan and Harry and all the stuff that they were saying and I was involved in this, I felt like I went along for the ride. Again, going back to the things that I miss, I miss Oprah. I missed her. Mm. I, I was like watching her sit in the chair and like analyzing what, yes, and she's one of the best questioners and interview styles and stuff. And Oprah, I just was like, can you bring back your talk show? Like, I feel like I've lost something. I used to watch Oprah at 4 p.m. after school. I remember And she still nailed it. She and did amazing. She, she is like calm, cool, and collective. What a power, just her energy. And I, again, thinking back, I remember... It's not like I can binge watch the Oprah show or anything, but I watched her interview them and I'm like, we should have a weekly Sunday Oprah interview where she, oh, like she just interviews somebody and gets the real deal because she is not, oh gosh, wouldn't, I would love to have tea with her. But Ali, I think she does. It's Super Soul Sunday, no? Is that even still going on though? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I have no idea yeah, if that's, if that's still happening or not. I, I know that she did Super Soul Sunday, but again, I'm I'm pulling from the idea of a bit pop culture-y gossip where I was like, can she interview people of high um, debate or, or high controversy? Super Soul Sunday is amazing, right? She has Brene Brown. She had uh, like Wayne Dyer before he passed, G Gabby Bernstein, like all these great spiritual leaders. And they talk all things, uh, you know, universe. And, but 
I just was like, here we are, Oprah. You are digging into a nice, deep, deep conversation with two people that we like. I think they said something like, was it 16 billion or million people tuned into this? And it was more than the Super Bowl. What? I did not yes. know that. I did not know. Like it, and, and then that night, did you guys watch TikTok? Because maybe it's just, I'm totally telling you how my <laughs> life really is not, nothing's going on. After that interview, I was on TikTok and everybody had TikToks oh. about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look at all the TikToks now. Like just talking about it? Or like memes about oh, it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they they had, um, you know, pictures of Prince Charles and people being like, I hate you. And like, you know, they had all these voiceovers and very creative reactions to the interview, which all were definitely on one side, which is Meghan Markle and, yeah. and Terry. And I thought it was awesome. I, Raina, we were just talking before about how you couldn't stop laughing at him on, um, what's his name? James Corden. Well, that's yeah, well, that's what I was going to bring up because she talked so much about like falling into that depression and then moving and she's in LA now and I was watching him on James Corden and I was like, they like at one point, like almost like wreck or like slam on the brakes or something and everybody falls everywhere. And I look at Chad and I'm like, imagine going from like royalty to like LA actors and like entertainment and like stuff, like imagine that difference. Like where everything's probably proper and put together and you have to have a certain thing. And then there's this one that's like a shit show and like the well, chaos also, of Hollywood. And also equally as fake, right? Like that's, Very that's, true. That, that's what I watch is every time, the only thing that kind of irks me is I'm like, ah, why didn't you move to somewhere in Colorado? You know, like they yeah. chose LA, they chose all of this stuff. But I also think if you want your story to be heard, you best go to the, to the heartbeat of where people are going to listen. Yeah. I, what was your, your biggest like takeaway or aha moment? Like what's one thing you didn't realize um, or that maybe inspired you from what they shared or maybe you didn't like, or like what's, cause I haven't watched it all. So I'd just be curious to know what you took away from that interview. I think the fact that she talked about that depression where it's like, you know, I mean, people it's all over social media where you're like, you know, this is, you know, the, the, the perfect life. Right. And you're thinking like, she's a princess like royalty and you're falling into a depression like it just spoke to me on how insane like that mental health like there's such a fine line right and and it's a, like it affects everybody no matter what situation or like scenario you're in it's just it was really sad to hear her talk about it and I always bring every situation back to Britney Spears like oh. this did Maybe. you watch free Brit? Did you watch yes. the free Britney thing? Yes. I haven't oh. watched it yet, but I said years and years ago when she shaved her head and people were making fun of her, I went, this girl is sick. Like she is struggling with so many things. And could you imagine the pressure of being 10 to 20 in the industry and all these things? I would shave my head and go crazy too. Like it is Plus the that's another one you have to put on your list. Cause I was sitting there like, as it got to that, like 2007 timestamp and they're like talking about her shaving her head. I was, I would have fucking done it too. I would have done it too. And I would have effed them all up even more. You know what I mean? It's like seeing what she went through to like, and I don't know if you guys watch her social media now, but you're like, yeah, she needs, she needs help. Well, what's challenging to watch about that documentary about Brittany was knowing that she was, she needed understanding she needed grace she needed compassion what she got was judgment ridicule and the stupid patriarchal double standards of a man and a woman and 
and a, a female or male artist. And, you know, and she brought up a really good point in one of her interviews when she was a bit younger, where she's like, you know, boy bands will take off their shirts and they're like drooled over and, and praised for it. And then I, you see a bit of my belly button and all of a sudden the news are losing it saying, oh, this little Christian girl has gone bad. And it's just, I mean, that's a whole, that could spiral into a whole other conversation. But I think that really just, it was disappointing and yet unsurprising, which I think is the saddest part of all is that as women, we obviously know that there are absolutely the double standards, double standards of things and that she had to face that with cameras on her at all times. And what a struggle that must have been and continues to be. Like you said, if you continue to watch her now, I'm sure she's still navigating the residue of that lifelong, you know, evolution of self from a kid. She was just a kid all the way into being a, a grown adult, right? So yeah, that's that's definitely a tough one. But I, I, I've got to say it was worth the watch. So Ali, you need to watch it. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I need to put that on my bucket list, but I just want to like thank, per I want to personally thank Netflix because if, <laughs> I don't know, honestly, what, what would we have done the last year? If we didn't have social media, maybe it would actually be better, but if we didn't have social media or the platform, we would be just watching more news. I don't even know. Like, I just know the hours in the last little while that it has actually helped me as a mother. Um, I, I have given my kids a bit more screen time or, you know, just uh, given me a good laugh or something to yak about with my friends while we're sitting on Zoom. Um, I'm really, I couldn't believe that what Disney Plus and Netflix, they are pumping out the episodes and uh, I'm here for it. Yeah, I could have had, I could probably talk for another couple hours on, I literally had the list of all of our shows up on Netflix that we've like watched and closed out. And it's just, I, I think that because of the year we've had, like, thank God, like you said, that all of this stuff has kind of come up because it's been our entertainment since we've not been able to kind of get together and hang out and stuff like that, which has been awesome. I would have taken up knitting, like a heavy, <laughs> everybody, everybody would have gotten toques and scarves uh, on mass and you'd be like, it's done, Ali, stop knitting. Like that's what, <laughs> thank goodness. Well, we're, we're also very lucky that we did you know, we had we had that sort of as a means of entertainment, like as, uh, it sounds like we're people who are moviegoers and we can appreciate sort of that field. Um, but I also really am grateful that it also taught us the importance of unplugged time. And I think all three of us have agreed over these last few months that it has been great. You know, maybe we've gotten a bit more screen time, but I think it has also taught us the value of getting the hell off of Netflix, off your social media, close it all, and then go do, maybe you are knitting, maybe you are going outside, maybe you are uh, instead taking time to cook, maybe you're reading a book or um, doing self-care in a different way. So, you know, everything in everything can be helpful and everything can be of value. I think the most important thing is to acknowledge when it is serving you, which it sounds like there have been shows that have definitely served us. And then I love the way that we've been able to explore our senses of self um, our senses of selves even off of it because it has helped us gain that perspective as well. So just a year of growth, wouldn't you say? Just all the growth. Oh my God. All the growth, all the growth. And I don't know how much I can say, I know we're getting ready to close up, but if you are looking for an outlet or something to do, we are planning some really, really, really fun things. And we have one event. I, I don't know if I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. 
I don't know if I can share a lot about it, but we have a very fun event coming up that we think would really be a fun evening, maybe a disconnect, all the moms, all the wives, all the everybody just come in and disconnect. And we have a really fun announcement coming. So watch our social media. Yes. And I'm going to tell you that there's nothing better than connecting. So whether I'm connecting with Hastings or Jason Momoa in my head, or oh, Amanda, you know, she she said she was attracted to Prince Harry. I mean, we're all here for, for someone, guys. But let's keep connecting. Go jump over to Let's Put the Rat in Radical. Shoot us a message. What have you watched in the last year on Netflix that is a thumbs up? Uh, maybe even give us your take on Bridgerton. What did you think? Was it kind of little frou-frou child acting? Or were you into it? And can I please tell all of you ladies, go watch Outlander, okay? And then personally DM me and thank me later. Guys, thanks for showing up for another episode. We'll catch you next week. Let's put the rad in radical.